okay, both of you lazy bums have had nothing to do since time began. Fuck you, man. I just attended my dissertation yesterday, and you're calling me lazy. I'm already struggling with what to do. What? Really? I have so much to do. There's so much rubbish on YouTube to watch. I don't know how people get bored. You know, being unemployed and all that. Like, yeah. I could just do literally anything. I could learn how to knit. You could. That's true, you could. I could learn how to skydive. You could learn could how learn to knit while skydiving. That'd be fun. Whilst cool. playing the harmonica. I think playing the harmonica would be exceptionally hard while skydiving. <laughs> I think it'd be exceptionally yeah, all hard. All that air coming Not through. even whilst yeah, with skydiving. The air. <laughs> Blow against the air. <laughs> against the updraft. You gotta make sure you're not screaming the entire way down first <laughs> yeah. before you um before you want some kind of wind instrument to, uh, to have to deal yeah. with. Like, yeah. Maybe just the clarinet then. Mm. <laughs> small. Maybe the didgeridoo. You can kind of scream mm. into it, I suppose. It just yeah. amplifies the scream more than makes any kind of didgeridoo-ish sort of noise, I imagine. Oh dear. Hello. Yes. Should we begin? Yeah. There. Yeah, might as well. Hello. Welcome to Tanked Up. I'm Ben. I'm here with Lucy. Hello. And, oh, a newly free Lucy, should we say. Yeah. And, and a newly free adult. Hey. <laughs> by, by free, I mean they have both completed their work commitments for the foreseeable future. Well, Adam, you haven't quite completed your work commitment yet. There's still a little bit to come, isn't there? You well, just, I mean, there's the teaching that, that's every week, and then there's the dissertation is handed in, mm. and now I we need to schedule uh, Viva. Yes. And then I will defend it, and so long as I defend it well, then I will be done with school forever. Hooray! Until you decide to learn something new, probably. I think that I will stop at this <laughs> terminal degree, degree number five. <laughs> wow. You see, my... One and only was more than enough, so I finished school seven, eight years ago, something like that. So yeah, I just I never looked back. Yeah, I just realized I've never had a single degree because I did my first two at the same time. <laughs> to be fair, does that mean I have? What does a joint count for then? Does that mean I have two? Uh, so I so you can have a joint, which is a, a, in, a double major is still one degree. I have two pieces of paper that I earned simultaneously. Yeah, I've, I've got a joint, but mine's one piece of paper. It was yeah. one degree, yeah, mine's but one. Was, yeah. I still count as two. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like mine was, mine was only, mine was four years to get two as such. Mine right. was one, so I kind of, yeah. I don't know, that's maybe like one and a half, I suppose, really. Uh, I did my two four-year degrees in five in a, just over five years. Nice. Aren't we also academic? I yeah. know. It doesn't know. show if anyone's listening. No, it doesn't. You know, come across the microphone. Clearly, you what know, comes with being an academic is booze. Yeah, and the requirement to drink it boxing. on a constant basis. Well, that's well. But we have cause to celebrate. Hooray! Everybody is free Yay. in their own Ben's special just, ways. Ben's just very good, killing it as he always did. Yeah. 
<laughs> with his drawings. Drawings like of buildings. Yes, buildings. <laughs> so let's open some beers. Uh, I'm going to come first to you, Adol. What are you drinking? Oh. Uh, I am drinking a French beer. Oh, okay. Ooh, and it is uh, the Nincasi Blanche. It's a beer de blé. Beer de blé. <laughs> de blé. <laughs> <laughs> presents. It's uh, won a World Beer Award in 2013, the oh. Brussels Beer Challenge, gold medalist. And okay. it has Galena and citrus hops, and Pilsen and Blé, <laughs> uh, malt. <laughs> uh, and it seems to be mildly acidic, mildly or. Aromatic. I don't know what Duyusir is or Amertuim, but it is mostly those as well. Sorry, it has information that I just can't translate. Yeah, yeah I can't fair. say it. Yeah. I, I have a joint degree in uh, French Read language. Unfortunately. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you studied French. Neither do I. <laughs> 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 That's what he says on my degree, but I, 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 no I mean, so I I believe it's an accent aigu, but it's so flat in this. Oh, you can't see? No, nah, not quite. Lighting. To be honest, even if I could there see, it, I probably have no idea what it means anyway. Yeah. Mm. But it's really hard to tell. But I mean, that would be the eh sound. Yeah. So be a de bleh. Bleh. <laughs> bleh. I like bleh. Bleh. And a bleh beer. Um, so that is the pour. It's quite straw colored. Not surprising. It's quite um, carbonated. Yeah, it looks it. Finger of head sticking around for a while. I can take a sip, give a taste, or we can do the usual loop around and loop around again. Yeah, we'll loop. We'll loop. We'll let you study the nose a little bit, Lucy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we'll come to you next because you've clearly just finished a bit. What did you just finish? Um, I had a beer called, I think it's Doorstep from Pressure Drop. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I cracked that about an hour nice. ago. Yeah, it's really nice, very juicy, very fruity. I think it's a New England IPA or just an IPA, very nice. Mm. Um, uh, ben, because mm. I just thought yes. I saw a glimmer of your can. Can you just uh, tell me, without spoiling it maybe for the listeners, could you just tell me what the uh, brewery sure is, just in the... case... I mean, it's going to be my second beer because it's the, the yeah. higher in percentage, but it's the uh, it's from Odyssey. Okay, don't worry then. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, which beer should I drink first? <laughs> I shall drink the one that sounds well. They're both interesting, both very okay. nice styles, but maybe the one that doesn't has as much. Um, Pep in its step compared to the other one mm. in terms of flavour profile. Um, I'm going to drink a beer from Crack. I love saying that. Crack. <laughs> <The name. laughs> yeah, Crack. Uh, I don't know how you say that in Italian, but it's Crack from um, Italy. And I believe it's a collaboration beer with Sleeping Village Brewing. Um, it's called Midnight Barbecue. Got some nice sausages nice. on the can. Um, and it's spelt IPA, 7.5%. Nice. Um, let's have a look. It's all in 
no, actually, it's a bit in English as well. The name of this beer is inspired by a true barbecue story with our friend Sleep from Sleeping Village. They don't go on to say what that story is, so I guess that will remain a, a mystery. <laughs> that <is> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's for only them to know. Um, yeah, it doesn't really have any flavour profile. Yeah, fortunately it's in English because my Italian is very, very limited. Like mine, yeah. just, I know, Prego, Prego, that's about <laughs> can count to 10 in Italian, that's about it. But um, yeah, it's 400 mil can. But yeah, Cracker, you know, they've been making waves over here recently. Oh yeah? And every beer that I've had from them has been top notch. They're like very much a brewery to look for, look out for at the moment. Nice. Yeah. What oh. have you got whilst I crack this open? Get that yeah. poured, yeah, yeah. I am drinking. So, um, I wanted a few beers, uh, that I'd not had, or a few brewers that I'd not had before. Uh, and uh, as it would happen when I went into the bottle shop, there were several to choose from. So this week I'm going to start with um, a beer from Yonder Brewing and Blending. Mm. Nice little, nice little oh, that's fox very on the cool. bottle. It is the... Ba -ba -ba Why can I never remember what the name was? Is it Suki? Oh. Yeah, I think it's called Suki. It is 6% and Suki demonstrates the beautiful taste of sumash, an often overlooked spice that is used in a lot of Moroccan dishes and is found in the UK, planted in gardens as a decorative tree. On our mixed culture saison base, the citrus fruit shines a beacon, reminding us of the vibrant colours of autumn. So, I think it's a saison. Have you used the saison base? I would imagine it's a saison. Uh, there was maybe four or five beers from these guys in the bottle shop. Um, <laughs> And I know, like, when we've had previous previous uh, new beers from breweries before, I'm like, ah, oh, go with, like, an IPA. It's a good measure yeah. to test something. And I thought this time maybe I'd try something just different. Yeah. yeah. Not to go for an IPA from these guys. But I've seen Yonder on quite a few, like, little social posts uh, very recently. So I assume maybe they've just started distributing around to different people. And they've appeared yeah. suddenly over in Bristol. I don't know if I've ever had a beer from them. Um, do they usually just do bottles, or uh, the, uh, the, I don't know if they have done cans before, but the, mm. the 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 four beers that were in the box shop were all in bottles. Um, yeah, all in what size are these? Three seven five, three seven five mil bottle. Right. Um, that's better to show you the size. Uh, da, 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 where are they from? Does it tell me? Oh, they're in Somerset. So only down the road from here. Vinegar. What a brilliant name. <laughs> Somerset only that how far is Somerset from you guys then? Jesus is uh, I mean like you drive out of Bristol to the south and you're in Somerset. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Depending on where in Somerset that they are. It's either, yeah, like Binnegar Binnegar's like, quite close actually. Um I drive when I'm on my way to Weymouth I drive very close. I might even drive through Binnegar or very, very close to it. Mm. Um it's got a bath postcode BA three, so oh, not okay. too far oh, away right, from okay. sort of maybe yeah. just south so of Canesham, somewhere like that. Just a stone crew away from you lot. Yeah. To be fair. Like if we have any, you know, listeners from overseas, especially in like America where they think hundred miles is just like you can probably walk that in America, yeah. <laughs> 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 or it's like half of the country for us. So yeah. Yeah, I still 
have or in Canada show where people um when people say it's far away yeah they really mean because far away in Canada means there's at least six thousand grizzly bears on the way so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is true that it's a standard trees. measurement <laughs> yeah follow the pine trees until they finish and then you will be there <laughs> right Ado, how is your beer um, the nose is quite light. It's got a bit of a citrus hit, and something else. It's a little, a, a little, uh, almost sour on the nose as well. Mm. Um. Mm. That's a very good beer. Um, it's good. Yeah, like I said, it's got a little tartness the finish is very sort of belgian multi mm. yeah. um it's um hmm. yeah it's sort of like a light um ale leading towards um like a belgian style ale so it's What's got a what, a sorry, little bit what of style that. did they say it was? They didn't. They said it was okay. a beer de blair. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It um, had that some like Belgian yeast. Yeah. Yeast in it. That's sort of what, yeah, it just feels like a little bit like that. So it tastes like a, a nice solid mm -hmm. um, Belgian ale, but it's a little mm -hmm. lighter. Um, like maybe a blonde ale or just a. Yeah, I would say it's closer to a blonde ale. Mm. Um, it's got. A little more sort of bottom depth to it, um, and the citra hops in it are giving it a nice sort of a twist, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, it's a really very good beer. It's not—I sort of didn't know what to expect, and this mm -hmm. is not a beer. It's, it's a very unique beer in that, like I said, it's sitting sort of in, in between these styles, um, but it's playing that balance really well. Good. Yeah. The French nice. have done well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a good start. Lucy, how's yours? Yeah, it, it's also good. Um, yeah, immediately after pouring the can, it was, you know, immediately like fresh fruit, like kind of aroma mm. from it. Um, I actually bought this from, uh, I think I think I did buy this from Honest Brew. Um, okay. so, so it is pretty fresh. Um, but yeah, those... Like tropical fruits, uh, citrusy fruits, just immediately coming off the aroma. Mm. It's just the look of it. It's very, you know, hazy. It's, yeah. It looks like a juice bomb. Not much of a head. Uh, it's very uh, from from the camera. It looks very yellow. It looks very light. Yeah, yeah. I'd say just a few shades darker than straw, um, but not too yeah. many. It is just yeah, basically yellow. Um, but yeah, in terms of its taste, you are getting those fresh fruits as well, like. I don't. I haven't had many of Cracks beers. Um, mm. A lot of them have been um, like IPAs and double IPAs so far. Mm. So I haven't actually tasted any of their other kind of range and um, styles. But but yeah, it's just it's just going on with their you know same pedigree of you know having really juicy, really really like crushable, really dank IPAs, and this is exactly the same. Um, it's called a spelt IPA. I mean, mm. I mean, I can't even 
tell any of these. I mean, a lot of it's in Italian, so hmm. I mean, spelled. There's got to be spelt in there, but I don't know how that differentiates itself from any of the other beers that I've tried from them. But yeah, it's just a juicy, dank IPA. It's I, there's not much more to say about it. It's very nice, don't get me nice. wrong, but there's not yeah. really much more to say about it. If you've ever had a juicy IPA, then you know what I'm on about. But yeah. yeah, nothing more to it, but that's absolutely fine for me. That's fair. That's fair. Nice. Mm. It, it's um, quite smooth. It's not very hoppy. Very mm. easy drinking as well. So Good. Mm. So this Yonder is a bit of an odd one. Um, I'm not sure sort of what I was expecting, kind of uh, guessing that it was, you know, running around sort of a, the, the, the Saison kind of area, really. Um, they said they used a Moroccan uh, or a spice that was used in Moroccan dishes, I think. Yes, Dimash, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Mm. So I'm getting a little bit of a very, very, very sort of light sort of spiciness off the nose but it's almost um maybe uh like a little kind of uh, edging on sort of like bananary almost that kind mm. of like banana estery spicy kind of, of estery yeah. sort of side of things um getting a little bit tiny bit of fruit on there as well not much but as soon as you um it, it's very strange because you've got this this very sort of uh you know it's very nice nose which kind of works with a few different flavors but almost as soon as it kind of you open your mouth to it you're getting something different and as soon as it hits your lips you just hit with this citrusy tartness hmm. that kind of builds and it, it's so dry that like the, the beer is gone but that that tartness just kind of is elevated Mm. A little bit, and it's stuck around, and then the, the the sort of the esteriness kind of just creeps back in very slightly um, yeah. as your mouth is drying out, and it's it's one of those where it is it's drying me out so much that I'm salivating to stop my you know almost mm. instantly to stop my mouth from drying out, and I'm reaching for this beer very quickly uh, more because it is drying me out than to mm. sort of experience the flavor again. I mean, that might change mm. as I'm drinking it and my palate becomes a little bit more used to what I'm drinking, but it's so, uh, it's, it's tart, almost edging on sort of a sharpness. Um, that sounds like a good ass saison to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, it is. Mm. And it's, I mean, I, I left them in the garage. I haven't even refrigerated these beers, which mm. has been, it's been a bit colder today and the garage is right. only about five yeah. degrees so it's kind of <laughs> i think maybe for for what i'm getting is it just the sort of just the right temperature to kind of get that fullness that sort of that yeah. full tartness from it and a little bit sort of you know where it just kicks up just to that little bit of sharpness and then just rides back out very slowly mm. but it's nice i mean on a on a really hot day this would be this uh, would be really yeah. nice you know Especially if you've been working in the garden or something just to kick back with this it kind of it edges very slightly on refreshing mm -hmm. i think because of that tartness you think oh this is this is quite fresh and then that dryness kicks in yeah you're like oh is is it refreshing i'll have another sip <laughs> just to make sure that it is all yeah. right like because it's so dry that i'm having another sip rather than it being sort of refreshing but it's it's edging there just and i think yeah this would be perfect on a sort of you know a hot mid-afternoon um i mean it works well works well now in the evening as well in the you know 
mm-hmm. in what would usually be sort of the dead of winter, but is you know summer, the first summer of two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> climate change is a scary, scary thing. Yeah. Uh, we won't talk about that now. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> oh, mate, we're all going to die a horrible, horrible, fiery death <laughs> yeah, at some true. point. Um, I will drown anyway. probably first. Yeah. That's, that's not true. We will just move places. We'll, we'll probably starve. Move further north, mate, in the into the cold to the Yorkshire. Dales. Oh no! Like, oh no! I mean, if um, oh, if here we go. Like supposed to, the UK is not going to really be much more. It's we'll just sink into the ocean. Height, um, even in the inland parts, y- y'all are going to go to the center of Europe. Or yes. the center of North America, or yeah. the center of um, Asia. I'm going to stay right here. Um, Plant my so, but it'll, ta- it'll, it'll be slow yeah. enough that we won't drown. But we're all going to have to. It's move slow first. enough that we could just walk in front of the, 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 the very <laughs> slow inward tide that's just yeah. creeping up behind us, yes. Um, yeah. And all the steam rising off of the sea as the temperature continues to go. Anyway. Like, the highlands might become beachfront property. You might, you might <laughs> luck out that one. <laughs> Birmingham will be the cockroach of the uh, of the UK. It'll just survive no matter what. Yeah. 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 No matter all what. those canals will flood, but people will just live in like, the, the top 10 stories of all the tower blocks yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. We'll be in a barge. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to enjoy these beers, and I'm going to very swiftly segue into another post-apocalyptic scenario um and i'm actually going to talk this week about metro exodus because you see i was like is it metro or the division (laughs) 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 it's like too many post-apocalyptic games mate you should what was it was it two weeks ago when we talked about post-apocalyptic games running their course anyway metro exodus post-apocalyptic games maybe haven't quite run their course i'm really enjoying it um i finished my first run through and i instantly started again wow Um, i don't think i've ever done that with a game i there's there's a few there's a few reasons why i've done that um and they kind of lean towards the um towards the better parts of the game um there are some issues that i have with metro exodus which make it maybe not quite work as well as say like the previous metro game did yeah uh, but a couple of things that they've changed which kind of make it work a little bit better so it's almost a mixed bag of how i feel about this game um so metro um 2033 and metro last light were very contained spaces linear first person shooter games corridor heavy spaces which could be approached in a few different ways sort of like stealthily or full-on action there were multiple paths to things metro exodus mixes it up because you have these open areas that Mm. you can kind of explore that you need to move around to be able to achieve what you need to do to move on to the next area you know it's not a full open world it's It's kind of like mmos and zones almost yeah yeah um, but they are they're linear zones. You can't move back and forth between them. You know, ah. you hit a, a critical yeah. point in the story. You do the mission and you move on to the next one. One of the one of the best things about this is that it mixes those open zones with uh, with more linear story driven corridors very well. So whilst you're experiencing say winter in one area, you then experience spring in a different area, which is very much a, mm. a a linear space. It's not an open world space. You then experience summer 
uh, in an open world area. Autumn is then kind of a hybrid. It's a little bit of an open world. It's a little mm. bit of a, a linear sort of path through, and then finally back into winter, which is very much just that linear sort of drive. So uh, it's Forza Horizon Four. Is that ah! what you're saying? Except with trains <laughs> <laughs> and set in Russia. Yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, it kind of it, it, it sort of. It, I mean, I, I've just been playing. Um, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and it reminds me very much of how that game is is structured. Yeah, just the uh, way you were describing it, I was just like, "Oh, it's like kind Rose. of it's a bit more expansive, but then a little mm. bit more contained than uh, than than like the, the linear Tomb Raider. The linear spots are more linear, and the wider spots are more open. Yes, exactly <laughs> that, exactly. And there, uh, you know, you've only got one. I mean, you've got one, two, three, four, maybe five different areas, maybe six. Okay. Um, so there's not that much uh, difference in kind of, uh, or there's not that many uh, environments to explore. They're very varied in what you're getting, and I think that's very much helped by that time frame moving on. Right. You know, you're, yeah. you're moving on across six. So suddenly you're in like the frozen. You're in frozen Moscow to begin with. You then move to the Volga, which is all sort of very um wintry but maybe not quite as ice locked as sort of moscow is you know it's a little yeah. bit more open than that um you then go for spring they've made you go into this indoor section which you know i i think maybe could have been done a little bit better because you're kind yeah. of it's fine I, you know one of the best things about metro uh games have been that underground claustrophobic uh, experience and this is you know that spring section is the best example in this game of that but the the difference from going from a big open world into that is very dramatic yeah um, so kind of it, it's it's doing those two things and there's good points about that and there's sort of bad points about that it works really well in some parts but actually then doesn't work when you know going from massive open world or massive uh, area into very tight linear corridors mm. maybe doesn't work quite as well as it did for uh, for rise of the tomb raider perhaps um i'm not sure uh, lucy have you played shadow of the tomb raider yet yeah yeah, yeah. does, does that continue that kind of map sort of and, and yeah um yeah there's definitely like some hub areas yeah. um and then, like, um, I'd say that, because Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, because I got a lot, like, a lot of collectibles in that, I found it mm. very hard to go from one area to another, um, right. like, backtrack and stuff like that, and that was probably the biggest bugbear of the game. Um, mm. Shadow, uh, I think there's fewer areas. Um, okay. And I think it's slightly easier to backtrack. Um mm. But yeah, it's, it still con it has those kind of hub areas and it goes yeah. from like, oh, we're going to have a, you know, set piece or um, cutscene and then move to the next one. But yeah, it, it carries on that traditional formula. Yeah, nice. Um, I think that might be my next sort of, uh, my next pick, Shadow of the, the Tomb Raider, try and pick yeah, that up. Yeah, I, kind I of, was going to say it's I, on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> not You're our, not... our sole Xbox representation now, Lucy. Yeah. Although I am yeah. still being harassed by email, being uh, Microsoft sent me an email a couple of days ago, me, hey, we really value you as an Xbox ambassador. Aha, I'm an Xbox ambassador, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't own the fucking thing. I think it's like, I mean, 
going down the line, if you know Xbox do start offering Game Pass on other, um, you know, serve, what, yeah, no, on, on other platforms, platforms yeah, that's yeah. the one, yeah. Um, then yeah, that's a really exciting prospect. But like, even if you could just pick up an Xbox for like hundred quid, like the amount of games that you're getting just with X- the Game Pass, it's kind of nuts but yeah because when i saw shadow on there i mean i don't think the game sold that well no, just like Rise, which is it's really upsetting because those are phenomenal games but um you know they just come out at the wrong times don't they yeah. um you know a week after spider-man shadow came out and then yeah rise came out the same day it was fallout 4 you know yeah, in every again, single way a better game the base but, as well with rise was uh was yes I think a bit of a true well. yeah that was never gonna um yeah you know, especially if Xbox there it really haven't sold much um, back then. But, but yeah, it's it's a shame. But yeah, Game Pass is you know a really exciting prospect. Mm. Um, so yeah, that would have been the best way to uh, experience it, Ben. Um, but yeah, I'd, you know, it's going to be on sale because it didn't sell well. Unfortunately, it's going to be on sale like for a fraction of the price soon enough. I think a couple of weeks after. Um, you know, actually came out, it it dropped heavily in price, and people yeah. were because people are assholes. They were, you know, review bombing the game. Mm. <sighs> it's like, why? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like I was not upset at all because I bought it day one because I really believe in that franchise, and you know, like, okay, it switched to IDOS, but mm. it's like I really believed in that kind of formula and what Square were doing with that franchise. So it's like, yeah. I, I had no qualms about buying it day one and paying full price for it, because even yeah. though I hadn't played it by the time it went on sale, like, two weeks later, it's like, cool, whatever, I call my money, like, mm. like, like, IO, they can have all my money, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but people just see it as, like, it's like, if you played it and enjoyed it, why would you ever feel, you know, spurned by playing it paying for it for full price but completely yeah i digress i'm going on a tangent metro yeah um, so metro. i mean it, it, so it does a lot of things that uh, you know as tomb raider as being my sort of my, my closest sort of mm. touchstone to this at the moment um metro really nails atmosphere and the mm. the, the narrative pull yeah. of that yeah. story it doesn't allow you even though you have these open areas and you have several things to do everything kind of ties in to the story so it's like hey you need to go over here this is what our main objective is to do that we've got to go over here but on your way there's a couple of things you could do mm. uh, and you're like okay brilliant yeah I'll, I'll i'll do that and i think the, the way that i played it at first was to play it very uh, in these open areas at least play them very quickly and do the um do the story sort of bits without much exploration so I've seen people post screenshots, you know, even of the first area, and I'm like, I never saw that. Yeah. That's, you know, that I, I probably didn't even go down to that little bit. Um, you know, I didn't really do any of the collectibles. Um, you know, there's there's a few sort of um, documents and things to give you a little bit more exposition about the world and and kind of what's been going on whilst everyone else has been trapped in in the metro in Moscow. Um, so there's a lot of kind of interesting stuff that I want to to read and get back into and yeah. explore which is maybe the, the main thrust for me jumping back into this but there's also uh, through that narrative a very it's it's not a choice based system but your actions can have certain consequences so yes. in in, a, in several of these missions if you do them in a certain way 
it can it can be the deciding factor with whether one of your um, members of your you know your like elite group uh, stay with you or not. Um, oh, I know a couple like of them. Wolfenstein, sort of yeah. like that. Hmm. So it, it kind of I played it through, and I didn't know this at the time. But I managed to, to, on my first playthrough, I managed to keep everyone and have what people are calling like the happy ending. Okay. Um, so I want to see what happens if I'm a dickhead. So, you know, in my first in my first game, I was knocking people out rather than killing them and trying to play it a little bit more stealthy. This time, I'm just gunning people down. Even when they right. surrender. <laughs> exactly. Even when they surrender. So when they surrender. And I love it. When they surrender and you shoot them, suddenly you get this slight cue which just goes boom you're like oh i've been naughty okay that's fine um so uh you know I, I kind of i want to see what that narrative difference is you know especially if i've gone through an area and one of my members doesn't come with us they then obviously don't feature in any of the mm -hmm. the scenes or anything moving on and it'd be good to see how they've changed, you know, how the developer 4A games have changed up yeah. not including that character. Or if I maybe just didn't notice that that character didn't play much of a role past that mission. You know, they mm -hmm. were just kind of in the background of scenes and now they're not in the background of scenes rather than being kind of integral to sort of, you know, the narrative and, yeah. and the way we move forward and how they've been able to kind of address that. So I think that's why I've kind of, you know, the, the, the main two reasons I've jumped back in. Yeah. So, so do you have enough you know with the ending were you satisfied enough and you know um had enough confidence in like the writing and the overall narrative to believe that these changes um you know playing as the bad guy going in your second playthrough are going to have a big enough change and difference it's not just going to be surface level and um i think it's 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 going to be um Without trying to spoil it, there's something that happens right at the end of the game mm -hmm. where each of those characters kind of comes into play a little bit. Yeah. And if suddenly, you know, out of six of them, three of them aren't there, that's going to make a difference to kind of like the final outcome, which you don't have an effect over. Mm -hmm. um, it is just then kicks into kind of like cutscenes uh, for the for the ending. So yeah. I think it's maybe just uh, you know it's it's just going to be like a different ending perhaps right, rather okay. than yeah. you know rather than say like halfway through the game it's going to make things harder. Um, it, it, I think essentially it's just the ending that's going to change. But right, I yeah. kind of I want to see you know what that change is because I can very much see from the 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 good ending. Mm -hmm. um, ha you know I want to know what happens next. So I want the I yeah. want the next game. I want to experience kind of what happens after they get to their you know or they get to a destination, and and stop the story. I want to know what's yeah. going on next, and I wonder yeah. whether when the bad ending happens, whether I would still have that same pull as well. Whether mm. I would think, oh, actually, in this you know in like the dark timeline, whether I would want to continue on with this with this story or not. So yeah. um, it's got enough pull in its narrative. It's got enough pull in the atmosphere and the gameplay and kind of what I'm doing and in an exploration mode to want me to jump straight back in. It helps that it's not actually that long of a game. I was going to uh, say, how, how long-ish? Um, I have no idea, really. Maybe I'd say 16 to 20 hours. That's long. Like that. 
maybe, I'm thinking Call of Duty is like five maybe, hours. Yeah, it's not quite that short. Maybe it's maybe it's closer to you know, maybe I did it in fourteen, something like that. But that's still long. Yeah. Like, like, like for me, it's like for a, you know, for a AAA like... narrative game. That's probably not that long, you know. Compare it to sadly, Fallout 4, yes. But, compare um, it to Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is probably a similar sort of a similar sort of pace, similar sort of time. Maybe. Uh, it's just with like, if you're saying that it's like mostly going to be focused on that ending, where the difference is going to be, um, it's not necessarily tied, you know, interwoven into the narrative along the way. Like, I don't know, like The Walking Dead or. Even as Wolfenstein, the you know example I gave before, like Ferguson, can't remember the other dude's name, but um, like you have different cutscenes throughout the narrative. You have yeah. different, you know, dialogue. You you know it's you know it's substantially different. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was just the ending, do you not feel inclined just to watch it on YouTube? Or <laughs> so I did think that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's it's that's you know I think it's the other parts of this game as well that have mm-hmm. kind of made me make that decision to jump back in yeah um, okay. and go, actually i really enjoyed I, I enjoyed the game i enjoyed what i was playing um i didn't uh, you know i could have kind of i could have taken maybe slightly more constrained open areas over the, you know as i say when i played through it i didn't explore them to their sort of like their fullest extent mm-hmm. um you know whilst i'm i'm currently only in the and the first open area on my second playthrough and i'm hitting like little little safe houses that i hadn't been before bandit camps that i hadn't sort of been to before and stuff so i'm i'm still i'm kind of exploring and i'm experiencing things that i didn't get to see on the first run and that's kind of maybe more the the pull for the explore the wall the world and again to get some of these collectibles and to get a little bit more exposition to know kind of yeah. what's been kind of going okay. on in the background i yeah. think it's it's one that we've got what like ape out came out today the new toe jam and earl game came out today <laughs> oh um, yeah just i just found that out yeah you know yeah. Few, so, you know, a while ago but like earlier today i was like wait there's a toe jam and earl game yeah how i, I missed this out I know, right i know oh, question ben um hmm. so we haven't talked about the monsters so much do does like the fauna change like depending on like the seasons and where you are in the world is there different animals like there are there are it does yeah so um in the first in the first sort of map you're um you're mainly concerned with like four-legged like almost like larger dog-like creatures yeah Um, those guys i think like at some other point i think it's sort of in the last mission there's like mole people that appear that turn up some mole people people. (laughs) there are some absolutely terrifying uh like twice the size of normal gorillas but they're blind and any noise you make they track in on and follow you um one of the the autumn mission you don't get many um, mutated creatures. That is that is mostly humans that you're sort right. of coming up against, uh, and that's uh, the the autumn mission is where the bear comes into play. Um, that you sort of see in a lot of the um, it was in a lot of the promo sort of trailers and stuff. So there are a few animals in that section as well, but it's mm-hmm. not quite as as heavily populated with sort of the mutants. You know, you go into the first open world area, and one of the first things someone says to you is, "Hey, if you want to do this at the daytime." There's a lot more bandits about, and they patrol the area. If you do it at night, they're back in their bases and their camps, 
resting and there's a lot more mutants that come out at night so there's a little bit of a difference that which i think maybe didn't translate as well in the later levels perhaps mm -hmm. um that maybe that level and the the summer level were the two where maybe the day night difference was a bigger a bigger change yeah. um in, in how you kind of maybe were able to approach things and, and what you encountered in the map sort of thing so there's enough there's enough difference in the in the monsters but i think maybe it's more the human element and even the even the previous games it was very much the human element even though there were yeah. uh, mutants and things it was very much the human element that you were kind of coming up against a lot of the time um yeah I, I'm, I'm glad metro's back um yeah. i tried getting into it. I, just, I don't know what it is um a lot of appreciation for it but um i just couldn't get into it myself but um it's, it's, it's dark and it's it's glum yeah it is just a bit sort yeah. of dire you've got a it's not something you want to play if you're you know it's it's released in what's meant to be kind of like the winter when it's dark evenings and it's mm -hmm. a bit more miserable and stuff and actually it's it's you know i like a game to kind of mimic what's going on outside and the, the sort of the season that i'm in uh but i think if you're not in the right frame of mind for this game it can you you can very easily turn you yeah. off yeah it's very mm. oppressive um mm. but yeah i mean like a lot of the conversation especially on the 15th and leading up to the 15th was like yeah. anthem so um you haven't really heard much about metro i think it got mm. fairly decent reviews but so yeah, hopefully people is. are just you know the metro fans are just they all bought it. They all played it. Hopefully, it sold well, and they get to make more because yeah, it's a, it's a special series, not one that I have much affinity to. But yeah, I'm glad it's back, especially yeah. after the really sour previews on it. I was like mm, a bit worried for the dev, but yeah, yeah I was, I was, I was the same. I was the same. But mm. then I read a couple of reviews um, before picking it up, and was you know was was pleasantly surprised by kind of by what i was reading which was great yeah. i mean it it kind of it's edging on a you know i want I, you know i want the next metro game as much as i want the next like spec ops the line game mm. um i don't think maybe metro exodus is as tentpole uh as spec ops the line you know that is a very prescient i'd say they're both big sort on of the game, same but, level of people like them and that's it, i would imagine you know? so yeah i you know yes yes i agree yeah. i think spec ops the line is 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 very special uh metro yeah. exodus yeah. is great it's it's good and it's a game that i have enjoyed um which does something maybe a little bit more than say you know it's most um closest comparison which would be something like fallout 4 uh, i think for me it's a much better game than that uh, well everything I don't, is <laughs> honestly <laughs> but i don't think maybe it's you know i think given a little bit more i mean they've had a lot of time to make this game but um given some more space i think they could they could take it again you know there's another step to metro to elevate it just that little bit more to make yeah. it something very special let's hope they keep going mm. good so that's metro exodus uh are you guys ready for another beer, or have we got another topic? Oh, slow to... down, <laughs> mate. Uh, to be fair, I'm I'm not drinking this. It's super dry, but I'm not drinking this anywhere near as much yeah. as quickly as I thought. Uh, I was. Deal's done. Yeah, deal's ready. done. Ready. I'm done. This is gonna be like a free have, beer podcast. Have no. The way topic. this is going. No topic. All right, I'll just um, 
usurp Adil and just take over his. I'm I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with um, yeah. I was like I'm fine with both not having a topic and waiting for my next beer. If you guys aren't ready, Adil's chilling. I <laughs> think Adil should crack his open now. It is the juicy pale ale from Five Point Spring. Ooh. The, oh, the Jupa. Five Points Jupa. Jupa. It is a juicy pale ale with bold, refreshing flavors of pineapple and mango, 5.5%. A juicy pale ale with U.S. hops for tropical fruit flavors, weed notes for a full body and low bitterness for refreshing tastes. Um, and they remind us that they're a living wage, a London living wage employer. Oh. Well, that's um, good. Yes. Don't know they why also they need to tell, us. tell us that they have water, malted barley, rolled oats, malted wheat, hops, and yeast, but don't tell us anything else except that the hops are U.S. Okay. Fair enough. They maybe should have, uh, maybe they should have taken that, that you know, we're a, a London living wage retail space on their can and put some more information on what they've actually used to brew the beer but i imagine <laughs> someone only buys beers from breweries that do that no i think i think if you go to a place that buys that the, like a like a proper bottle shop and you're like i don't know that that could sway you like you know that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah i don't know whether well, that's a huge amount of people Anyone who be. can afford to live in I, London, I agree. it's very sure. impressive. So it's like, you already have too much money. <laughs> money to a poor brewery. <laughs> I'm quite happy with people trying to pay living wages in crazy places. London is uh, I, mean, I think everyone. Crazy. I think everyone should pay a living wage. I think it's... I think it's biz a bizarre misinterpretation of um, the basics like tenets of capitalism that they think this isn't an important thing but that is definitely a topic for another day <laughs> yeah probably not for this Actually, show either you know, yeah i was gonna say wait wait i don't have a topic so let me just <laughs> <laughs> no i really don't want to talk about that um I'm just press leave call right now <laughs> yeah. oh interesting um the nose is actually much more malty than i would expected for like a Thing that's literally calling itself a juicy pale ale. Like I'm, I get a little mm. bit of that tropical fruit, but I'm also getting like that a little bit of like um, almost a slight roasted malt note. Not a strong mm, one, okay. a slight yeah. one. Which again, I think is why I was like, "Whoa, what malts?" Mm -hmm. I was expecting like it smelling like squash or something, right? Yeah, I find with some, some um like breweries when they say oh we're gonna go for like a u.s style ipa or pale ale they pack in the malts and it just ends up like like quite earthy and peaty which sometimes mm. is very nice and very um you know you don't usually get that um with a lot of like especially like styles like new england ipa yeah. and stuff like that but sometimes it goes all the other way it's like you know where the hops where's the fruit where's the yeah. citrus yeah yeah, like, if you're going to call this a U.S. or New England, especially when mm. you, like, put yourself in New England, like, when you narrow it down, you're saying, yeah. I'm doing the style of beer that this area is known for, and then you're like, but I'm not really. Like, I've used the same ingredients, but I'm just mm. going to ignore the taste profile. Something's gone to rye. Mm. And by that, I mean, why are you using rye? That's, that's more Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even the like color it looks quite quite mm, dark yeah. quite mm. 
Yeah, it's it's like well, more honey yeah. golden than um, mm. like straw. Yeah, I'm also getting those those that wheat quite strongly. Like so, there are there there are notes of um, I don't quite. So I get a little bit of the pineapple, the generic tropical fruit, um, but I'm also getting this very quite forward um, malty oomph mm. like it, it it it's just not what i expected like it's just not what's written it's like a, a malty beer that has these juicy um tropically pineapple notes to it but like the mm. first thing that happens is this like very oomphy not roasted but like malt forward yeah no yeah i know what you mean yeah i, I find that a lot with some you know beers where they're like Oh yeah, we're shooting for the moon, and it's like, no, actually, you just packed a ton of malt in it, and you know, yeah. maybe to overshadow like the lack of hops, mm. like the lack of hop variety in it. Yeah, doesn't mean it's a bad tasting beer. It's just not what you expected when yeah, you read so this think, style. Yeah, I think I'll take some time to get used to this because mm -hmm. it's just totally not what I thought was on the tin, um, and then so that I give it a fair shake. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So, good Lucy, you had a topic or two. Start with topic two. Uh, no, I was just really going to talk about the games I've been playing, to be honest, because um, yeah. Ben mentioned awesome. Ape Out. I actually oh. finished that today. Wow! Only released today, Lucy. I think she's had it for. I think that's yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? Yeah, but I only actually played it today, so fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it released uh, yes, 28th of February, which was yesterday. Okay. Um, I will remember. Yes, you will. 12.36. <laughs> <laughs> and I taught at 1. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm sure you don't remember the evening, though. Uh, it was... You? I had, I had was like... A light I, I taught until... Uh, two, and then mm. sat around for like forty-five minutes. I went to the pub until around seven thirty. Then went home and was oh, like, okay. "You know what's great? Bed." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good day to me. Yeah, sleeping yeah. forever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll start with Ape Out then. Um, yeah, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, it's a game published by uh, Devolver Digital. Oh, I like um, that publisher. Yeah, we all do on this podcast. Yeah, good we're, we're big. We're big fans of the Double yeah, big D. Proponent of them. Um, fantastic games, but um, just heard what you said. Then like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's made by uh, three different developers. Uh, I think. Oh gosh, I think Matt Bosch, um, Bennett Foddy, and. Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Gabe or something. Some, some Newell. No, <laughs> yes, Gabe Newell made this game. Uh, he was getting sick of that Steam money. He was like, mm, maybe <laughs> we should make a game now and then. Sides so on ape out. Um, but yeah, it's a top-down hotline Miami-esque hmm. arcadey kind of smash em up. I'll call it smash them up. Basically, mm. you're a ape, a gorilla. Maybe it's an orangutan because it's orange. I don't know. Some kind of primate that has escaped from a, well, various facilities. Um, 
and basically you're just, you know, wrecking the place. You are just killing all these soldiers, all these guards. Um, it's a very simple, like, concept. It's very simple mechanics. There's, I played it on Nintendo Switch. Um, you basically just use, you know, analog sticks to move around, or the fake ass D-pad if you want. Um, and you have ZL to grab people and mm. ZR to throw them into a wall, throw them into another person, throw them into an explosive, um, throw them into a, uh, you know, explosive barrel or something. A thing, yeah. So it's basically you're going from left to right from a top-down perspective and you're just having to, sometimes right to left, but anyway, um, and you're just basically having to get to the end of the level to mm. um, escape. You're, you know, you're, main goal is to escape this facility um i'm not going to go too much de too much depth into the like kind of different levels because i think there's a best experience you know if you don't know them and stuff like that but um it does change up the kind of environments that you're in but yeah it's a very stylish game it's mm. it's um has this very muted color palette and it's what like say? yeah and then you know when you're throwing enemies into walls and stuff like that it's like you have like these red splotches of blood. It looks like a you know Jackson Pollock like, painting mm. at the end of it. It's like, and yeah, it's it's very Hotline Miami esque, um, where it's like you're going on these runs, and you just you know whoever you see, you have to kill them because otherwise, if they get a shot off on you, I think you can take about three, maybe four shots from yeah. these soldiers, and then if you die, you starting back from the start of the level or from the last right. checkpoint. Um, the only thing where it's not like Hotline Miami, from what I can remember, Hotline Miami isn't procedurally generated, is it? No. It's set. No, it's not at all, is it? Yeah, the, no, the premise is it's well designed and it yes. will take you a bunch of tries. Yeah. This is much less, um, you know, rinse and repeat, like you're dying constantly. You do get on runs and it's like more often than not you can go through a run without dying um, okay. because you've got enough time to like grab soldiers, throw right. them into each other. Um, it, it's not so, you know, dependent on like split split second decisions and like twitch reactions. Um, right. You do have time to adapt to the to your surroundings in APAC, but um, because it's procedurally generated, sometimes that can lead to a bit of frustration um, in terms of enemy placement sometimes there can be a cluster of enemies right. and it's like you're not really expecting it because you can just get shot and just killed instantly in that in those occasions and it's like sometimes when i was like leaving you know starting at, out from the level and there's an enemy right there like and i'm in a choke point and they're just yeah. you know gunning me down straight away that's a bit frustrating but mm. um it is very you know quick to reload and quick to get you back to where nice. you were so it's not, it's not a major, um, you know, negative against the yeah. game. But, but yeah, in terms of its style, its music, you know, mm. it's very exactly. like hmm. the music's one of the things that drew me to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's very dynamic, dynamic in how it tunes to your gameplay. So mm. it's like when you start smashing people against the wall, you have like these symbols clapping and everything like that. It's like this oh, cool. weird jazzy kind of yeah some child at a drum set with cymbals and just smashing <laughs> other things all over the place it's very it's weird <laughs> it's weird but it's very good um 
yeah, so that's just tailors to the uh, experience and the gameplay really well. But um, yeah, and just just the whole package, like the whole you know stylized package, and even the font and like the way like you know the titles of the you know the level titles come up and appear against you know um, the screen and everything like that. It's just very well made, well put mm. together well-balanced experience it's very simple mechanic you know throughout the whole game you're only you know using two buttons really and yeah. it starts adding in new enemy varieties and stuff like that but even that doesn't change so much um again i don't want to get into yeah. more specifics that'll spoil it but um how long yeah did but it take you oh sorry how long did it take me uh overall there's right yeah this there's four four discs because it's very music based um as ben said that's the that's the drawing thing the whole music music element to it um there's four discs um with the a side and b side there's eight levels to each side um okay so it took me they took me about half an hour each um so it's a very short game and there's like a bonus level when you say each do you mean each side or each 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 disc so okay, so like fifteen probably, minutes aside. Uh, I think about twenty, twenty okay. to twenty minutes to half an hour, and and also you know depending on how many times you die yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean sometimes I was just like you know what screw this I'm just going to run past all you enemies before you shoot me. <laughs> I wasn't killing everybody on every level. Right. Um, if you want to do that, you can. Mm. But you know I'm a wussy gorilla and just run past everyone sometimes. Um, sometimes it's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> there's also I mean, a harder mode. Not the only mode. way, but it's still the best mode. Yeah. <laughs> there is a harder mode. Um, okay. I, I, I started playing the harder mode just to give my impressions on the po- podcast. Um, I think it's. I only played a few levels, but I think it's more enemies on on the screen. It's like they uh, throw uh, more enemies at you because I don't think it's like oh they shoot faster or they're more aware or they're more the AIs better like so, sometimes you can lure, lure them around a corner and blindsight them and then throw them into a wall right mm. so, so it's the old school harder equal yeah more. just more enemies on the screen and that usually meant back in the old day screen slowdown yeah <laughs> not in this game but um yeah and there's an arcade mode which is just getting higher score in like you have a ticking clock that just um counts down um, the, the quicker you get to like different transitions, different levels, you know, the clock adds up, etc. And your score's based on how many people you killed and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, it's a, it's 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 a nice little package. I'm glad it didn't last too long because even though it only has two, like it only has basically one central mechanic. I think they did all that they could do with that in terms of like innovating and changing like the environments and stuff like that. So if it got any longer, it might start, you know, getting a bit long in the tooth, especially some of the later levels where it's like, okay, we're just extending the length of the level um, and not really giving any checkpoints in between. It's like, okay, this is more of an endurance run. How long can you last? And it's like, if they had had several more of those kinds of levels, I probably would have got a bit frustrated with it. So mm. it ended at a good point. Nice. That's good. Yeah. It's a good game. Very good. 
good. Good reviews. Mm. I'm looking forward to picking it up. I'm not going yeah. to pick it up for a little while. I've got a lot of work on, and I want to make yeah. sure I don't have, you know, any distractions really to, mm-hmm. uh, to pull me away from that. So I think I might wait till maybe next weekend, something like that, to uh, to to, yeah. to pick it up perhaps. Um, but I mean, from what I've seen and kind of like the overall impressions that sort of most people are giving, it sounds sounds you know kind of what um at least what's been sort of like advertised and i because i played that playable uh trailer oh yeah uh, it, it does just it does just seem you know like the playable trailer was a very good slice of what this game is and obviously mm-hmm. a bit different because that kind of that cut between certain scenes and certain levels and you know it placed you in and even if you died it took you to the next one and it you know it kept very much up with the mm-hmm. uh, with the music so as soon as those four bars of music had, had gone it snapped you to the next kind of level or something like that so um you know as a as a as a package i can see it being like super super tight yeah it is so absolutely i'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really completely. excited to play it but i've kind of just got to be like mm, just wait just wait just wait <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of those where it's like it doesn't last long, but it's like you enjoy every single second of that experience, mm. and it's like, you know, that's hard to find nowadays. Like, just yeah. most games are just too long and bloated, and Dross, they may mate. be very good. Like, yeah, it's like Red Dead, amazing game, but it could have been thirty hours short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very good. Yes. Um- so ape out fantastic mm-hmm. are we are you ready for another beer lucy i'm certain yeah, i've, go I've for managed it. to, to yeah. polish mine off last last mouthful of this thing yeah go for it good so um i'm gonna be drinking from odyssey brewing company uh, show me a hero it's an ipa it's seven percent comes in a 440 mil can um uh, these guys are from brockhampton don't know where that where is where the hell is that wr postcode that's not a real place. <laughs> Worcester? Worcester WR? I don't know. No way That's from. not a real place. Yeah. <laughs> it's got some dates on it, um, which are printed quite poorly. I have no idea what they say. Um, it has got some info on it. it the uh, Hops Kettle Citra. Hops Bio Transformation Citra. Hops Post Fermentation Citra. Drink fresh. Serving temperature 8 to 10 degrees. Uh, da, 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 da. It says it's got some allergens, which is all cereals, barley, oats, wheat, and spelt. Mm. No flavour text about what we're going to be experiencing. Nice can, though. Mm. I, I, you know, I, I'm assuming it's going to be like metal as fuck with Odyssey, the way they've <laughs> written their uh, their name <laughs> there. So, I'm going to crack that open, Lucy. Mm. What are you drinking? I am drinking a beer from Wonder Beyond Brewing, Ooh, nice. who are from an actual place, not a fictional place. They're from <laughs> Manchester Brewer. Um, yeah, uh, this is called Tiki's Turtles. Uh, it's a tiki milkshake IPA with pineapple, coconut, lime, and mint. Uh, 7.4% ABV, 440ml can, no flavour to text. It's vegetarian friendly. Um, yeah, Wonder Beyond, the, they came up in the scene probably about a year ago. Yeah, it was definitely sometime it, last year, wasn't it? Yeah. When their cans came out, and it was like, um, they, you know, they came out just firing. I think they had like 12% in 
Imperial Stout or 13% Imperial Stout or something like that, like Strawberry Imperial Stout, I can't remember. But yeah, like every single beer that I've had from there has been delicious, but yeah, they're, they're really good. few and far between, um, to be honest, which is a shame. But um, yeah, yeah, see what I, this is like. I think last year maybe I'd only seen, I think I'd only had maybe two, but two beers from them, but perhaps only seen maybe three or four. Uh, and mm. I noticed maybe the last month or so they've come out with maybe another four or five. Yeah, uh, they creep which have all been out, yeah. a little bit more. Um, I don't really want to use the word sort of like experimentational, but they're all kind of slightly more flavoured, or it's like a milkshake IPA rather than an IPA. Yeah. Uh, or they've used coconut in there, or uh, you know, and something. They've obviously decided to maybe just play a little bit with yeah. kind of like what they're putting out. Yeah, I mean, just cracking over the can, like so much lime in my face, like yeah, it's like smelling a mojito, like like a bit salty, a lot of lime, getting a slight creaminess from the coconut in the aroma as well. Yeah, and to be fair, I'm picking the pineapple as well, so and the mint. <laughs> so nice. what they said on That's the good. can, you definitely get in the aroma. I'll see if I can get it in the flavour as well but yeah sounds interesting nice nice mm. um so this odyssey um show me a hero smells very you know fruity it smells like uh, an almost double ipa you know we're, we're kind of edging on that juicy ipa territory here super sort of <laughs> super hazy uh, mm. you know a little it's maybe a little darker than it's kind of appearing on the screen to the to the two of you under the um, under the spotlight, but it, it's got you know that slightly orange hue to it. Um, it doesn't. I'm not getting a huge amount more from the nose than just you know a hazy, juicy, tropical fruity kind of kind of IPA really, and it's a mix of fruit. There's not a huge amount that I can kind of individually pick out either. I know it said it's got a lot of citrus in it. But even that, it's sort of, hmm, hmm. Don't know, don't know. I'll come, I'll come back to it on the flavour. We'll come back to you, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll go back and forth. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't like mint in like anything. Like it should only be in toothpaste. Really? Yeah, wow. I can't stand mint. Can't stand mint in my lamb, in my chocolate, or in anything. Get it out of there. Um, but yeah, you can taste the mint on this. For me, it is a. I wouldn't say it's overpowering. It's a dominant flavour for me, the mint. Um, yeah. But even still, I do. I am picking up the lime, um, the coconut. Maybe more in like the body, because um, okay. it is meant to be a milkshake beer. Yeah. Um, might swirl it around see if there's any like, sediment or anything at the bottom, getting a bit more of the flavours. But yeah, as a, as what it says on the tin, I can't fault it. It's just that for me. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like, I, uh, I don't know if I... It's, it's not a bad tasting bit. I just think it's like, it's not something I want. Like, it's, it, maybe it's coming off the crack beer where it's like, yeah, this knows what it is. It's a juicy IPA and that's it. Yeah. That's why I didn't have much to say about it because it knew what it was doing. Whereas like, this feels more like a... A conversation piece, like a talking point. It's like, mm. look at all these crazy flavors going on. But when you actually sit down and drink it, it's like, 
okay, this was a wild ride, but let me just get back to something I'm used to and something that I know and want. <laughs> it's, um, it's one of those where they've gone, here's what we can do, and mm, you realise that they can inf implement all of those flavours like sort of quite well and showcase them yeah. and bring kind of everything forward. It's a very well-made sort of beer, but it's not to everyone's yeah. taste, perhaps. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I, I feel like a beer. I'm going to have something that's got pineapple, coconut, lime, and mint in it, you know? Yeah. It, it tastes very much like a mojito. Yeah. And I'm not a massive fan of cocktails anyway, but, um, yeah, it's it's, it, it's 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 a weird and wonderful creation, but it's like, mm, probably not what I'm in the mood for right now. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah it's a good tasting beer. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, just in terms of, like, the milkshake, uh... I wouldn't say it's got that creaminess, that smoothness to it that I'd expect. Um, I think when you're making a milkshake IPA, I mean, making a milkshake Imperial Stat is probably ten times easier because you've got that like creaminess, that heaviness to it. In terms of an IPA, I don't know, is it like meant to get that sweetness across? Is it meant to get that mouthfeel across? Is it meant to have that, like, you know, stick on your teeth kind of, like, you know, it stays there? I, I don't know. I don't know what makes it quite a milkshake IPA mm. in this. Because it's quite light body. It's not thin, but it's not it's not thick either. So. Yeah. Adol, mm. was it last week or the week before you had a milkshake IPA? Uh, two weeks ago. Because I think we had a similar sort of thought about it, mm. kind of like and I, I seem to remember it was a little bit... Was it one of the Korean beers that you'd had? Yeah. Uh, yes, maybe yeah. like a little bit thicker, perhaps. And it, it kind of... Maybe it was the, uh, you know, like the combination of it being a little bit more creamy, which mm -hmm. maybe sort of led it towards being a milkshake IPA than, than maybe anything yeah. else. Yeah, because um, just looked on Untapped, Wonder Beyond have a beer called Elysium. Mm. I think that's how you say. Ten percent milkshake IPA, and I really like that. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> I suppose it's an interesting <laughs> one because you wouldn't necessarily associate um, like the 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 flavors of a mojito to come in with a slightly thicker, uh, like oatier sort of uh, yeah. body to it. You you're kind of expecting something maybe a little bit more light, a little bit more watery perhaps with those yeah. you know associated with those flavors so it's interesting that they've kind of combined the two again it's them i guess it, it is experimentational it is them playing with what they can kind of yeah. do with, with with the beer so yeah because i have a few milkshake beers but don't know what this makes it a milkshake one i think if it was just an ipa and they put all this stuff in it was like yeah that probably better represents what this beer is but mm. yeah i mean not much more to say. It's very strange. Fair enough. But, yeah. mm. but it does what it says on the tin. So if you like what it says on the tin, go for it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, I'm going to have to describe this one from the from Odyssey because it doesn't tell you anything on the tin, really. Um, I'm enjoying it. It, um, mm. it does have those slightly higher... ABV, uh, almost double IPA kind of notes to it. It does have that that slightly tropical fruit flavour coming through, which is maybe backed up by um, some stone fruits. It's got a little bit of bitterness to it, very light, that runs through. But it kind of, everything 
kind of you you hit a little bit of a flavor and then it kind of just like levels out and you're just left with this very very middling very almost light kind of bitterness with that that lasting maybe slightly peachy kind of flavor to it so it's almost like it's trying to kick off be mm. a big flavor and sort of and and it loses a little bit perhaps i don't know whether it's you know they wanted that big flavor to kind of stay around for a little bit but it mellows out quite quickly okay. uh, and the big flavor isn't quite a big flavor so mm. it's almost like it's it's kind of it's not hitting those highs and it's not dipping towards those lows it's very very middling in kind of what i'm getting um the abv doesn't really come through there's a very slight hint of of sweetness to it but not much and it's it's pulled back by that bitterness quite quickly you know when that right. when that sweetness sort of starts to edge and you think it's going to get sweeter it just sort of stops and levels out very quickly and i think that's maybe the bitterness just dragging it back down again um it's very kind of easy again a little bit dry maybe not it's nowhere near as dry as the yonder um whatever that was the suki nowhere near as dry as that but yeah. it's it's kind of it's dry for uh for an ipa um but it's it's you know it's just a very i don't want to say simple but it's a very easy drinking uh, uh, uh i was gonna say simple but i don't want to say the word simple uh you know it's it's just a it's just a and it's, it's not standard either but it's, it's yeah functional uh, yeah. if you want a, a a kind of a very middling very easy drinking ipa this is a, a great beer to to reach for i think mm. uh it's a it's a very nice example of an mm. ipa yeah uh, that doesn't yeah. need to do much more and i don't think it's, it's it's very difficult to kind of suggest that it's not doing much more or that it's maybe not hitting what they wanted to do with it because this might be exactly what they wanted to do with it but it's 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 so kind of so middling that <laughs> i kind of can't quite get a my head around it yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's kind of yeah, like yeah. was this meant to be more or is this just a good <laughs> standard sort of beer yeah. is it so, life or is this just a fantasy mm. yeah, Dale do you have any second thoughts on your very multi beer or same, same? no I mean it's it's still the malts are there in the finish and mm -hmm. the they're and prevalent throughout uh, with a little more acclimatization I'm getting more of those mm. tropical fruit notes throughout but it's still very much a malt forward beard yeah and now, I mean, I like it. It's interesting. Um, yeah, but the the my tasting notes haven't changed, and I still think mm. it's tasty. But um, I, I do think I've now that I'm less surprised, I can appreciate sort of the dynamic yeah. balance between. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice, right. nice. Um, so that's that's all of our second beers now. So Lucy, have you um? Did you have another pl a game? Another game that you've played? Yeah. Um, oh, you're not just spending the time on Ape Out. No, I, I I played a few mobile games. Um, one I'll quickly touch on. Yeah. It's called Super Type. 
Um, it's on iOS. I don't know if it's on Android. Probably isn't because that's the way <laughs> things go. But yeah, it's, it's a puzzle game where you—it's basically a physics-based puzzle game where you are using all the different le letters on the of the alphabet. Um, you have a keyboard and you can type different letters of the alphabet, and basically, it's taking the physics of these. You know, what do you, what do you call a what Latin-based uh, alphabet? And it's basically you have to hit like two little squares each level, or one square each level, or something. So you, so so as an example, okay, you have a slope at a forty-five degree angle. The little dot that you have to hit is at the end of the slope. So you have to put a letter, which will adapt to the physics of that level to then hit that uh, little square at the bottom. So in this example, you put the letter O because mm. it's a wheel <laughs> and a wheel will slide to the and bottom move, of the slope. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's an example. Another example is, okay, you have a flat surface. The square is at the end of the level. What letters do you put there? Oh, you want an O because it will eventually roll to that, but oh, it's a flat surface. It's not going to, there's no momentum. There's no, you know, driving force behind it to get to the end of that level. So what do you do? You do PO. The P then drops onto the O, and then that just gives it the forward momentum mm. to start rolling and go to that. Um, it's very strange. Lucy, as soon as you said physics-based puzzle game, like my yes. fucking ears pricked up, and I'm like, yeah, it's this. <laughs> so like, uh, Supertype is on. Android. Ah, good. Oh, good. It's one pound sixty-nine, and I have just purchased it. <laughs> See, this is what I like. I only come <laughs> on the podcast to tell Ben what games to play. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's fun. I think I think I rinsed like all the levels in like one day or something. There's quite a few. I think there's like 120 yeah. levels. Um, but yeah, they 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 get more advanced in um, as, uh, the further on you go. Um, I do find that you are using like similar kinds of letters, but I think that's because it's more of a fact that it's like oh. I know how these letters are going to react to your physics, which are right. for a physics-based puzzle that really, 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 really consistent, which is important because it's like <laughs> in a lot of physics games, the physics are not very consistent, but in mm. this one, they they very much are. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's like okay, I know how this is going to react. I know I know what I can do with this. Um, so I did, did find myself using the same kinds of letters, but that's not to, you know, a question of the game's design, because maybe not every yeah. single level. I suppose maybe it's the, it's the, um, the, the, the cleverness of using like the alphabet to do mm. this rather than something else, because I, I you know, physics wise, you have a very defined. that you can kind of get to and, and use with that and you know yeah. if you, as you say like you want something to kind of stop 
stalwart yeah. and stay in position as something maybe bashes against them and then moves in a different direction or something like that. So very clever. The alphabet yeah. To, to yeah, it's really them. novel. Yeah, and yeah. it's and they do um, levels where it's like okay, there's probably only one solution to it, but a lot of levels you can experiment and you know with different combinations of letters and still get to yeah. the uh, same result. So yeah, it's really interesting. Very it's weird, but it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but the other mobile game. Mm. I want to talk to you about. Am I gonna to have to buy this one as well? I think you already have it. Hmm. <laughs> Mini Metro. Everyone should oh, have yes. this oh, game by yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it on yeah. mobile, but I have it on uh... Uh, PC. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because um, it's a game that I I started years ago, years ago, mm. and I just never found the time to to play it because it's very much. A game that you can play endlessly. Um, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, I think it came out in 2014. It is a uh, would you call it a traffic management simulator? Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. almost. <laughs> You're basically building um, what we call over here, like undergrounds or train, you know, train lines, or you know, some of them could have tunnels and bridges and mm. intersections and all this like that, but Yes, it's a very clean, cleanly designed, um, like puzzle game where you are building your own um, train lines to intercept between different stops, and you're trying to get these, you know, well, passengers which are in the, you know, just shapes like circles, yeah. triangles, stars, etc. Like that, that's how they're represented. It's a very you know, minimalistic look. Um, you're trying to get them all to their, you know, destination point and ensuring that there's no congestion, there's no traffic, you know, stations aren't, aren't you know, overloading with passengers, etc. It's it's a traffic management simulator. It um, is, but you've, it's, it's one of those where it's, it's kind of, it is like a pure puzzle game as well because mm. you're, you're trying to get certain shapes to certain spaces, aren't you? Yeah. Essentially, you need to connect things in, in in very specific ways to be able to move, you know, certain shapes to certain spaces. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's very automated in the fact that the game does most of the heavy work for you. It's like yeah. it's not you're yeah. having to like, you know, direct these shapes where direct these shapes where to go. It's like yes, okay. If a if two lines are intersecting, um, you're not having to say okay. You know, literally, if you were to direct me on the underground, he'd be absolutely lost. <laughs> to say, Lucy, you have to go here, and then you have to go yeah. here to get to this point. It does it automatically. The AI yeah. knows what yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, so you just if have there's to. There's a path that will it will automatically figure it out. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and it always it will automate itself, so it always knows the most efficient and fastest way to go down to that path. Yeah, so. It's not like you're having to micromanage these things. You're just having to lay the tracks so that yeah. everyone can get to somewhere at, at some point, but everything in between that is automated. But yeah, it's a really, really, really puzzle game, and it's addictive mm. as hell. It's like you just want to see these little shapes go boop and yeah. get off and go boop. Yeah, and it's really, really good. I haven't played it in a few months, but I recall mm -hmm. in some of the like later levels just... Like, 
things are still working, but <laughs> I clearly didn't do this the most efficient way because mm. there's a slight oh, yeah. backlog, and I know yeah. that like I might be able to pass this level, but boy, can I not fuck up in the future? Like it's it's curved well enough that um you can make a mistake and notice that mistake without it meaning you fail the level. Yeah, yeah. and you can also pause the level. Um, Wait, and Yeah, yeah, you can. I found this out the hard way. But ah, you can pause ah, the level ah. and you can erase tracks and you can redo them. So it's yeah, like... Yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. It's in, cer in certain modes, I think. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah. different game. It is. Because I was like, oh crap, I've messed up what I'm going to do. But you can't... To be fair, I, I learned... You know, after watching, you know, a YouTube video like Mini Metro Strats, I was like, okay, I don't actually, as long as I do it right the first time around, yeah. I don't have to end up um, erasing things, which on iOS is very hard. Mm. Um, on PC would be much easier, but yeah, so I just made sure I did it right the first time around. But, but yeah, it does become a like, it's like, okay. And costing the government millions and millions and billions <laughs> of pounds with ah, this strange ah. underground system, but at least people are getting places. And you know, I'm not failing the level. Failing the level yeah. is basically when it like, becomes too crowded and over over congested. I like how the the maps are, um, or at least the the landscape is based on you know like real yeah real life cities well. yeah yeah um, i don't think the the stations cool. perhaps don't pop up in the you know the real world locations hmm. of no, the no, stations yeah. kind of as no. the as the level progresses but it's nice it's to kind of really have somewhere and think oh this seems a little bit familiar you know why you know I, I why is this river flowing in this certain way i know this i know this place yeah. at least i've at least i've seen it in some form of graphic somewhere yeah, it, it's really good. Not London, basically. Yeah, and it adapts the levels to those different kinds of cities. Like, I yeah. don't know, uh, New York and San Francisco, it's like, okay, we're going across islands, so mm. you only have so many underground tunnels or bridges, bridges to get across. Yeah. And you have to assign um, and allocate resources appropriately. It's like it, the game basically ticks down. It's like every single day. Um, yes, yeah. you get a new, you, you can choose between like, oh, okay, I want an extra carriage for this line, or I want to have more tunnels, um, for this map, or I want to have more trains or more lines, etc. And you have to make a choice, um, mm. and that adapts, you know, for each level. So it's like, in something like, oh, San Francisco, I'm going to need more tunnels because... You know, we're going across separate islands, whereas in like a mainland, I don't know, India or something, Mumbai, um, all I need because it's one landmass is basically more more lines or, more, or bigger carriages because there's more pe yeah. people or something like that. And it's yeah, it's really smart the way it adapts to different, you know, real world locations. Mm. And Saint Petersburg is the worst map on that game. It's awful. <laughs> it's absolute nonsense. <laughs> it's like the sixth, seventh level in the game, the hardest level. Everything after that was fine. It was like breeze. Saint Petersburg's nonsense. Good to know. It's awful. That that I banged my head against the wall for about two hours trying to oh, finish that level. I was that's like, quite, what that's is quite long this? in mini metro. Yeah. Terms. Yeah. 
nonsense. It was like, no. I mean, uh, they, you know, they didn't the balance the game for that. Like <laughs> Petersburg. Uh, maybe St. Petersburg is a nightmare to get around. <laughs> Probably. And it's exactly as it's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Yeah. yes. Awful. It's all those silly little things in like, oh, and islets and siding. <laughs> this weird landmass. No one should. Who needs to get a train in the middle of like nowhere in Russia? Who lives there? Who's Someone. coming out on the train? No! Potato Hike. farmers. Hike! Don't get a train. Not my train, anyway. <laughs> Just walk, mate. <laughs> yeah. Drive. Drive to the Well, yes, you could just drive, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I really yeah. enjoyed sort of like my time with Mini Metro. Um, it's really good. It's very, very good. It, it came out in a time when there weren't that many uh, like very slick puzzle games as well. You know, it had yeah. a very, very a cornered, cornered the market, I think. Uh, very well in in that regard when it released. Uh, you know, obviously a few years later we get like the witness, and we're kind of seeing a little bit of a resurgence in sort of puzzle games lately mm -hmm. as well. I'm not sure whether that's just because people are uh, pushing them maybe more towards different platforms, and you know, like we were talking about like G30 and stuff, whether you know different kind of puzzle games are starting to to come out. Puzzle games have kind of always existed, haven't they? Uh, going yeah. back to like Myst um, and even like the inclusion of puzzles in things like the Tomb Raider games and stuff or even in Resident Evil games and things you know the element of kind of like puzzles have always kind of existed but, but Mini Metro just seemed to be this like super slick very stylized very easy uh, yeah. to understand really game uh, for that time so mm. it's, it's, it's brilliant that you were kind of returning to it yeah, after all of this time I'm just good. It's taken me this long, but um, looking at I'm just looking at the dev now. Um, Dinosaur Dinosaur Polo Club, which is the best name, and also they have the best logo. So these guys are just cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they haven't made anything since, by the look of it. So yeah, just ported maybe, fucking everything. Yeah, maybe yeah, because it came to Switch. Because I've got it on Switch. Yeah. So, yeah, I finally got around to playing it. It's very, very, very good. Good, good. Um, so, Lucy, hmm. have you played anything else? Or, or perhaps I, I have a question I may yeah. pose if you haven't got anything else uh, of note to kind of to bring. D did I talk uh, about Piku Niku on this podcast? No. I can't remember. No, you we haven't you spoken were... about Piku Niku. Last time not. we talked about it, you were saying it was coming out, I believe. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, because I missed a few weeks, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> 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 it was yeah. good. It's a, it's a Mr. Men platformer. It's very good. It's a it's a very cute and sweet and lighthearted um platformer that's you know all about capitalism, and you play as a long legged legged uh red blob, with long yeah. legs. Um yeah, it's physicsy. It's um it's lighthearted. It's cheerful. You speak to like little townsfolk about how they're just bowing down to capitalism and then right. you join an underground guerrilla faction who wants to fight against capitalism 
It's just and all the you... primates with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you just kill capitalism. Um, <laughs> it's cool. It's very... So, yeah. Essentially, everyone... <laughs> yeah, on the Switch, yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone should play this as an allegory about how we need to move forward as a society in the future. Yeah, this yeah. game that's sold on uh, in different multi <laughs> marketplaces and <laughs> Lucy specifically played it on the one where there's an arbitrary capitalistic <laughs> extra amount. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that sounds totally reasonable. <laughs> but guess what? It's published by Devolver Digital, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that's uh, speaking. I might have to yeah. pick it up on the Switch. It's cute. It, it's about I think it took me about four hours. It's just it's like it's like Ape Out. It's just a very enjoyable experience for what it is. Mm. It's very short. It doesn't last long. It doesn't overstay its welcome, and that's that's nice. It's, it's like yeah. you yeah. will enjoy what you play of it. It's not going to blow your mind in terms of like, oh my god, that was a in-depth narrative or the most intensely, you know, amazing gameplay or anything like that. But that's all I can ask nowadays. I just like games that are nice. Yeah, that are nice. That mm. I can just play and that are nice. Like um, nice games. Yeah, because I played uh, the Yoshi's Crafted World demo. And that was nice. And Captain Toad's DLC. And that was just nice. I was like, these are nice. I don't want to kill nice, people. All these nice Switch games. I don't want to kill people unless I'm a gorilla. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> chill out. And, and clearly, killing people for a reason. You know, there's there's <laughs> definite motivation for that gorilla. Mm, they to tortured that gorilla. People. Yeah, exactly. They just exactly. don't show you that at the start of the game, but they definitely <laughs> tortured it. <laughs> um, so. To, mm. to finish us off this week, I kind of want to pose a question. We we mentioned earlier um, about Game Pass possibly coming to um, like other platforms. Uh, and I kind of just wanted to chat around that. Mm. You know, the idea of, um, you know, a, a subscription service, whether each of us would kind of like pick that up if it was available like somewhere else and what that kind of offers um to kind of like each of us obviously lucy you're coming from this being a game pass kind of uh holder at the moment do you still have it at the moment you um yeah i bought it uh, a few days ago two pounds for two months so yeah 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 so uh i, I suppose i, I you know, adel i'm going to come to you first but it, it's it's an interesting point you say you paid two pounds for two months as to whether you'd get that kind of deal on a different platform as well you know in the news we've been think, hearing i think you would to, coming to at switch. least introductory Ooh, because so. because what they usually do as standards is a pound for a it's either 14 day or free trial yeah. right and they keep doing deals throughout the year um at least you know god knows what it will be in the future but for xbox um so i've never paid more than a pound for a month of game pay. Yeah. And you just you just essentially take some time off until a yeah because it's like offer yeah, comes on, it's like yeah I that's what I do because it's like I have enough games as it is and especially if Xbox will be my main console um yeah. I most of my games are on that system so it's like if my Game Pass lapses 
oh, I've got 600 other games to play. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's not too big a deal, but yeah. So yeah, I think it's more interesting to hear from you, Adil, and you, Ben, as people who don't have Xboxes anymore. Adil, your main console is PC, Ben. PS4. Uh, well, I mean, my main platform would be PC if my PC was okay. a working graphics card. Notwithstanding that. Yeah. Usually it'd be PC. I mean, so, so I, yes. am, I am mm. currently thinking, well, do I build another PC? Because um, <laughs> uh, I, I... So the graphics card I had loaned to you, Ben, uh, doesn't work in the PC that I have, which oh. leads me to believe that I blew out the motherboard and the graphics card at the same time. Ah, uh, yes. Damn. Yeah. Um... So it would you pay seven ninety nine? Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's that's a that's a much bigger thing for someone who is entering a job market. Mm. Also, because uh, you've got humble, you've got the humble bundle uh, monthly thing. So yeah. would you see yourself paying seven pound ninety nine to get a and probably most mostly for you an Xbox um, exclusive? Let's say. Optimistically, every three months, and some additional games. I, 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 some I, additional games. I so, like Shadow of the Tomb Raider wouldn't mm -hmm. have come to Humble Bundle yet, would it? But it is available no. on on Game Pass. So there it are some additional yeah. third party yeah. kind of key titles that come. So, to like it. Hitman Season One came a year after, like November twenty eighteen. Mm. Humble Bundle. Yeah. I gave it away in a Facebook group because I already owned it, but never yeah. played it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, I need to figure out what my gaming habits will oh, yeah, be. Yeah, true. Because although I don't have a dissertation, I don't. I suspect I'm not going to be gaming all day every day. And like, um, with I'm pretty sure I'm buying the Division Two, and Ben and I are going to play it together. Yeah. And that will eat up a large chunk of my potential gaming time, and so hmm. I might. Like, to be honest, I have a bunch of non-intensive and old games, and my motherboard has uh, an Intel integrated graphics card. So except for the fact that it's plugged into a 4K TV, which I'll have to come <laughs> down, like, I can play a bunch of these old games on whatever the fuck is left in this the smoking remains that are my PC. Um, but, and, and I don't, like, I'm not a big graphic person and yeah. I've got a huge backlog of games I think I'm just going to see how much I want to play games in a given day and then go from yeah. there and like um, if that means that I don't upgrade the PC or fix the PC and end up buying an Xbox again for the breadth of games against the P PS4 or just focus on the PS4 become a whole switch head. I don't know. Uh, it'll be an interesting couple yeah, of months. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird time for you, so... Yeah. Too, it's too early to tell you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see but, I mean, which I, way I, you go after I mean, such a long hiatus. Xbox coming to... The, well, Games Pass coming to the Switch or whatever that rumor is. That's is that more enticing? Yeah, that's super interesting because I own yeah. that one of those platforms. <laughs> yeah. And, and I really, I really enjoyed... Gold, Xbox Gold, and I eyed X, the Games Pass, but it was like I'm paying so few games, and I own too many platforms. Um, and honestly, the people I 
play games, played the play games with on the Xbox, sort of I lost touch with, and that's the main reason I got rid of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Lucy liked playing games with other people, I'd probably still have fun next <laughs> But right now, like, you're my, gaming, play with you. yeah, you're my gaming people, and... Yeah. We'll play on PC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Ben? Like, like, even in a case of, like, you said that you've, like, never played the Gears series, or, mm. you know, like, stuff like that, like, the, those are on, like, Xbox Game Pass Fire you know, Xbox 360 backwards compatibility for, like, all that library, like, all of Xbox One games and 360 games and original Xbox games were available on PS4. Would you pay £7.99 a month to... So, I mean, like, I... So, uh, Game Pass is available on PC. Well, sort of. Kind of. In, um, yeah, so, in a in a sense, in a sense, not so the like, full um, the reboot or remaster, or whatever of the first Gears of War, came out on both platforms, and I got it on some form of Xbox, and so through games anywhere, I own it on mm. PC, despite the yeah. fact that I bought it on Xbox, and any title that has that games anywhere. That's on Games Pass. You will be able to play, on, to play PC. on PC. Right. So Games Pass is weirdly PC friendly, but specifically an Xbox. Thing. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It, that kind of maybe limits my cho- obviously limits my choice a bit what I'm able to kind of play. But I don't subscribe to it currently, even though there are some games that I maybe missed out on that I could that I could. So play like Horizon, you can my, you can on my PC. Games Pass oh, has Horizon. Three, yeah, four? Uh, three. Does that have four? It must have. Four, four, game pass is on, four is on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that came out on incredible. the PC, so you would be able to play that on okay. your rig. So, for example. So yeah, so for example, but I, I'm, you know, I'm not that interested in kind of in Forza Horizon. I'm not that interested in driving games enough for that to be a yeah. driver for me to be able to kind of pick that up. Um, I, I'm not a person who goes back to playing older games much at all so hmm. the you know i'm you know everyone's screaming about backwards compatibility as being like the next must-have thing for every console going into like every next generation possible but for me that's not a selling point you know I, i'm not that fussed about returning i might be more inclined to go back to games i haven't experienced so something like gears of war and you know if i know that the next gears of war game is coming out and i can play that on my pc maybe i'm a little bit more inclined to go back to playing you know not not even maybe the first gears of war but maybe just the previous uh game gears of war 4 ex- is very very <laughs> and experiencing that before the next game comes out i might i might do that but mm-hmm. kind of as it stands uh, even if it came to PS4, I don't think I would pick it up. But <laughs> the the difference, the change for that, is the third party games yes. that perhaps and and if there is you know and the next Gears game, if there is a, an exclusive uh, Microsoft game that is coming day and date to Game Pass, and I could then play that. You know, I can. Crash three. Okay. I actually really want to play that. Like, I really I, like. I need to turn my brain off and just 
play something about smashing. Um, so, like Ape yeah, Out. <laughs> yeah. There's a, um, a really good video about the plot of Crackdown, the end of Crackdown 1 and 2 on Polygon. There's a plot? Yeah, because yeah, cause oh. it turns out at the end of... I, I, I didn't remember this, uh, but at the end of Crackdown 1, it turns out the head of the agency reveals that they're bad guys. But then in Crackdown 2... They don't address it, oh, except yes. if you find a bunch of unlocks. Oh. And it turns out you were the representative of evil people trying to subvert things and the and yeah. universe. But you guess what? Everything about it mm. is just... Oh, the point is, the game is jumpy, jumpy, shooty, shooty, super-powered. Who cares? But if you're interested and you follow the unlocks, you realize how bad your bosses are, even while you're being jumpy, jumpy, shooty, shooty. And they, they, they run the... Just like the, They... they run that dichotomy really well in the video on Polygon. Yes, but but I was like, oh, right. Terry Crews, there's nothing evil about Terry Crews. Oh, I don't know. He's a beautiful human. He is a wonderful human. I don't human trust beauty. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> so, like, so Crackdown 3 doesn't really appeal to me, but... Yeah, I, I was more some, talking about, yeah, the overall so, package, like, third-party games, like... Exactly, and, yeah. uh, you know, it, not just maybe third-party games, but maybe some games that... Uh, are say like Xbox and PC exclusive something like Tunic if that came to, mm. to Game Pass because it's not coming out right, on PS4 yeah. supposedly it will. if that came to Game Pass and it was cheaper for me to pay for Game Pass for a month right. than it was for me to just buy Tunic through mm -hmm. Steam then of course I would pay for a month of Game Pass and I would play Tunic for what a week, two weeks maybe and then get yeah. to experience all of the other games if I wanted to uh, that were available on Game Pass, uh, so mm -hmm. it kind of it, it it does appeal to me, but only under kind of like certain criteria, and only if certain games kind of came to it. So again, if it was available on PS4 now, and I know that I want to play Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it's available. Why don't I? Why wouldn't I just pay eight quid for the month, play Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Because that's the cheapest I'm going to be able to play it for. Exactly, and, and, and it's not going to take me the entire month to play it, so I'm going to mm -hmm. have. Kind of like extra time possibly to delve into the other games that are on game pass and i, yeah. I think maybe that's how they kind of that's how they, that's how they get the knowledge you, like, yeah. it? so like, you're like oh i oh, haven't quite the, yeah. my, my subscription runs out on sunday but i'm in the middle of playing this game and i know that it will take me through next week like maybe i'll just pay for next month and continue my subscription yeah. to this to this uh, you know going on it's kind of that's that's absolutely what it is you know it's like mm. ea access um something well you get origin access but yeah ea access yeah. it's like i pay 20 pounds for the year for, yeah to get yeah. access to all ea games at some point um which is they're getting 20 pounds from someone who would probably not pay 20 pounds at all except yeah. if it, you know buy yarny to <laughs> Yanni's gritty revenge. Yanni's revenge. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I see it as if I play one game from EA's staple of games, I earn my money back. Totally. So yeah. That that's exactly what Microsoft are going for. Like, yeah. Oh, someone paid us eight pounds on PlayStation. They would never have even yeah. looked at Microsoft before because fanboys for a start and all that crap. But oh, exactly, like, exactly, and that's yeah. that's that's kind of like you know. That's the the crux of it, isn't it? Like I could go and pay whatever Shadow of the Tomb Raider is on mm -hmm. PlayStation Store and PlayStation take whatever their cut of that yeah. is, or I could pay eight quid 
to directly to Microsoft, and they you know they've already given their money over to yeah. uh, to Square to host yeah, Shadow of just... the Tomb Raider on their servers for you know for everyone to play it through Game Pass. So I'm kind just of giving my money directly to Microsoft. So yeah. I, I mean I can't see it coming to PlayStation. It's a, a you know why would PlayStation allow people yeah. to just I think PlayStation would money? dig their feet in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. But I think it's just super smart. It's like I mean uh, it, just, it is super smart, and especially yeah. for Switch, which. Yeah. doesn't have the because they're not competing uh, directly. Doesn't have, they're, yeah. they're not competing exactly. They don't have the capability to play some of these games that are on Game Pass. It'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see when it does come out how limited it is. Whether it is just the full experience or whether it is a paired back experience. You know, maybe you don't get everything's as many games paired as back you, on Switch. You know, well. <laughs> You're using the power of the cloud, right? I would imagine yeah. you're, yeah. you're you're playing you're streaming Apparently games. Apparently, that works directly. well. If well, Game Switch... Pass doesn't like PlayStation now. No, no, no. You can download games, but yeah. But if it's streaming, you're not going to download Shadow of the Tomb Raider oh, to your yeah. Switch. Yeah. No, it'd, it'd tell you about five seconds into the download that no space. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, looking at it from the other angle, then if. Um, PlayStation, if Sony decided, like, oh, we're going to put all our first-party games on our streaming system, whatever, yeah. I would never buy another PlayStation again. I'd just oh, be no. like, I will yeah. pay for that, and that's yeah. it. I will play it on my Xbox. Completely. And it's, it's dependent it's maybe... on how good the streams are. And it, but again, I think it shows maybe a little bit about the two different companies as well, that Microsoft mm. are looking to expand, you know, maybe it's their market position at the moment, they're looking to expand their services that they have, mm. whereas PlayStation had the, the uh, you had the ability to sign up for PlayStation Now and play your games over their Gaikai infrastructure on Samsung TVs. That was that was yeah. baked in to a certain generation of Samsung TVs. Yeah, that's crazy. And and then and then play uh, Sony suddenly went. No, we're not going to do this anymore. Maybe it didn't benefit them. Maybe they had the, yeah. the statistics and the numbers that came back, and it, what, it didn't kind yeah. of benefit them. That's what ultimately. Or maybe they were just like, we want this on Xperia things. It, 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 precisely like if mm. you know, someone could buy a Samsung TV and have this. Why not make them buy a Sony TV yeah. for them to have this? Yes, that could very much be the driving force behind that. Yeah, um, this is what frustrates me about Sony, to be honest. Like, I think Microsoft is just so forward thinking in terms of all the like from back from like the very start of the Xbox 360 generation. Like, they've just always been about services, yeah. and it's like traditional games and games cons been around since the beginning of time, and Sony've been doing that. They've been killing that this yeah. generation and obviously i care a hell more about sony's you know software than microsoft's to be honest but in terms of services and making it easy and convenient and just having everything around the game i far more important now especially yeah. where we're going in the future oh, and completely. that's why i hope sony next console generation can offer more services because yeah, for me, to... I am just like. Yeah. Well, to be honest... if it wasn't for the software, as yeah. people are, you know, inversely for Microsoft, I'd just be like completely out of that ecosystem. Yeah. And they're lucky they have the software. Basically, yeah. I mean, amazing software. To be honest, if Microsoft like announced what they wanted the Xbox One to be, 
mm. when they announced the Xbox One X. They were to oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were they were just they were the, the market yeah. wasn't ready for what it they wasn't. were saying. Like right now, if you said, Yeah, we're gonna get rid of dig uh we're just gonna focus on digital media given the way the world is, mm -hmm. people would be like, well, that kinda sucks, but yeah, sure. But yeah. just the they were huge good pushback. Early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The huge pushback. Yeah. And the problem is they didn't like doubling down wouldn't have been good, but like Splitting their market from mm -hmm. this is where we want to go, but this is these are concessions. Instead, they just backpedaled and lost. Yeah, it was the messaging. It was the me the messaging yeah. was just bad. But that for me, like I was like all on board with that. Yeah, and, like that seems so much more promising to me. It's like I mean, if you, I know that their forward thing. It's Sony seem very archaic and very draconian. Well, they're they're, they're a nineties company, aren't they? Yeah. They they haven't yeah, moved much they, from where they when they were. I don't want to see them go the way of Nintendo, like no, where no. you are so draconian. It's like what what are you I think, doing? <laughs> I think we're sort of we're we're coming right. into a point now where Sony are kind of thinking, uh, you know, we kind of got away with it a little bit with the PS3. We have the hardware and we've got the jump. Moment. We had the hardware and we had the jump that the PS4, uh, you know building then on the games and the exclusives that we have yeah but that's now microsoft are a... kind of changing the dynamic a little bit and microsoft have gone here are all our acquisitions to yeah. lead into the next say two or three years you know uh, hellblade was my favorite game two years ago or, yeah. or not two years ago yeah yeah two years, two years ago years so ago. Yeah. um you know i'm i'm i want to know what they are making next yeah. that is going to be yeah. an xbox or at least a uh, microsoft a microsoft platform. platform exclusive so you know it yeah may i not just drive I, me yeah. to buy an xbox but it may pull it's going to pull me away from a purchase on a playstation i i just don't want the hubris to catch up to sony because that it looks like that's the way they're yeah, going it looks like it looks like they're gonna like the ps5 might be a dream cat no yeah. not even it'll, it'll <laughs> still sell better than the next xbox no doubt about that, and Ooh, they will—they have the wind behind their sails. I think, you, I mean, you know, at this stage, in the I beginning of the generation, know. yeah, but, but mid-generation, mid-generation, how... anything can change. But I, I, you know, Sony is still the leader, and rightly yeah. so. They've got the best software. They've got a very good console. But I just don't want to see them backpedal in the way that yeah. it's like, oh, we're so far ahead, and everything like that. Hubris comes back. PS3, yeah, kind of archaic stuff comes back. I don't think that will happen too much because it seems like Sony of America has more power than Sony of Japan at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, still, it's like, like I want to enjoy playing on PlayStation yeah. again because I love PlayStation. I've got all I wish they, on, so there you go. they just yeah. need to look at their fucking goddamn infrastructure. Yes, <laughs> and that's I'm what sorry, I'm, but it's like, like. It's awful. Everything it's like, takes longer, ugh. way longer than it should. And um, there's no and unity to what they do because it's funky. like no matter what you do, even if it's yes. in games where the game is now taking over things, or you're using the PSN to do things, it's just so. I literally funky. cannot stand it. Yeah. And Microsoft has its problems, and the UI is pretty dreadful there as well. But it's well, like at least have all quick. these. Huh. Yes, they have. Backwards compatibility. They have Game Pass. They have all the. Oh, <laughs> just see what you do. <laughs> they have all this stuff, fan and it's boy, like I, I, I just. Boy. It's like, to be honest, it's been easier on my wallet. Like having 
one console where it's like, yes, I'm only going to have one online thing. Forget Switch, forget PSN. But it's still like, you know, come on, I, mean, like, I want to enjoy the, playing on PlayStation again. One of the reasons why I like PC gaming two. is you don't uh, pay to play. You pay sure. for a game. Yeah, yeah. And pay less for the game. <laughs> So, you know what, I'm just going to get a gaming not, yeah. PC, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm going to become Master Race. I was just going to say, I mean, and if you're not, I'll as be... long as you don't want a PC that's supposed to last seven years and play everything at Ultra for that seven years, it's not that expensive. Mm. That's true. One day I'll get a gaming PC. And I'll be like, you know what, I was wrong all this time. No, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I know, absolutely, I went. PC like, sucks. Fucking Windows. <laughs> Let's finish there for this week. <laughs> Talk about the beers that we have enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm going to start because I'm ready. Uh, and it's it's quite an easy one for me, actually, this week. Um, I, I enjoy both beers, but the Odyssey Brewing Company, the, uh, the Show Me a Hero, mm. whilst I think I described it as you know a very middling kind of IPA, it's just a very good IPA. Really like uh, the 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 yonder Suki was a really nice beer, but it was kind of like okay, yeah, this is fine. I, you know, very tart, had those estuary sort of notes going on. I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. fine. I, I I I you know I'm enjoying this, but I would, you know, if I went into a pub and I saw both beers on tap next to each other, I'd instantly pick the Odyssey. Yeah. That is the beer I want to have uh, again. Uh, both very well kind of like made beers whilst I kind of you know jumped on the Odyssey a little bit for being a bit middling I think mm. that actually works in its favour very slightly you know to, okay. to kind of you know, against something that's maybe a little bit more out there that maybe the flavour profile is a little bit more different uh, so yeah two good beers one which maybe I think I would pick again over the other one right awesome I'm going to go for the French beer, the Nincasi Blanche. Blanche. Um, I like them both. Um, I was a little thrown originally by the Five Points Jupa because it was mm. much more malty than juicy, as you would expect from a thing called Juicy Pale Ale. Um, but really, it's just the, the flow between... The different moments of the taste on yeah. the Ninkasi was just there, and the five points was sort of like, oh yeah, this is quite malt forward, and if I pay attention, I'm going to see those tropical fruits that they're talking about, and mm -hmm. that's really nice, and I like that they're there, but they weren't really like they they weren't melded well. They didn't like they didn't all come out. It was mm -hmm. much more like a. Oh well, I see these are here. Well, then Nincasi mm. sort of was a simpler taste, but it did it really well, and everything was forward, and there wasn't a lot of effort to be able to appreciate a few things that were going on in the beer. Yeah, and it helps that we still don't know what style blur is. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> where did you where did you get the blur beer from? I came came in the, uh, the this cardboard box that was sent to my house, even though I thought <laughs> that my standard debit was uh, not going. Can't keep going on with this. Uh, you have to I... end this relationship. I'm going to talk about on, this on Monday. Do it via text. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> I think I think I know which one you're going to pick. Mm, but yeah, my mojito's all right. Um, but it's a mojito. 
Not on. Yeah. Not, not a beer. Not quite my style. Yeah. It's beer, but it's not a beer. Um, a creamy mojito at that. Mm. Uh, creamy, but not too creamy. But not creamy yeah. enough for a milkshake. Um, but yeah, it's the Midnight Barbecue, the spelt IPA from Crack. Um, yeah, it, it's it's what I was sorely missing every sip I had of this uh, Wonder oh. Beyond mm. Brew. Um, beer. Yeah, it's just juicy, you know, fruity, citrus, yeah. tropical, dank. It, it's an IPA, and it's much like the rest of their IPAs. Just very juicy and fruit-forward. They know what they are. They know what they're doing. That's uh, all I really wanted, but yeah. Uh, the mojito. I shouldn't call it mojito. That's very damning. If you don't like mojito. I was going to say, I don't know, I like mojito. <laughs> yeah. Tiki's Turtles. Um, I really like the can art, to be fair. There's like a hop in like a scuba outfit. He's like swimming around with these turtles. Very pretty. They got really pretty can art. Uh, can, can art. Uh, wonder beyond. But um, yeah, the Midnight Barbecue. For me this week. Nice. That's what it is. Simple. Good. That's all you need. Yeah. So... If you want to talk about us about the beers you have been drinking or the games that you have been playing, you can get us on Twitter at tanktap underscore cash. You can email us tanktapcast at gmail.com. Adol, you're a free man. If people want to play games or talk to you, how do they do so? Uh, you can reach me at the Omniarch on all of the things, including Xbox, though I don't have an Xbox, and at the underscore Omniarch on Twitch, though I don't use it. And contact me on any of those platforms, Twitter, Instagram, etc., for my Switch code. Um, and yeah, I have nice. time to play things. I Hooray! Will play. Yay, finally! Lucy. So you have to play Obra Dinn, you have to play Golf Peaks, you have to play... What else, Ben? Ooh. Come on, let's listen. Play Obra Dinn next. Yeah, uh, Red Obra Dead. Dead. Yeah, Obra Dinn has to Spider be Spider-Man. Spider-Man, God of War. Yes. Uh, uh, Celeste. Yes, I have to absolutely. Finish last, I have to finish Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just play all the games. <laughs> Lucy. Yes. You're free as well. Hooray! Hooray! If people want to play games, they'll talk to you. How do they do so? Uh, it's Juicy Loose Nine on Twitter, Untapped, Xbox, PlayStation, and that's about it. Um, Steam as well, and. Ooh. Tell me what you thought about today's Jeremy Carr, because I watched Jeremy Carr. <laughs> this woman was genuinely more upset that her aunt ate her lemon cake than she was upset about her aunt potentially stealing money from her purse. What? Yeah. She had a lie detector <laughs> to see if her aunt... <laughs> See if her aunt stole money from her purse or phone. Oh. But she was more concerned about who ate a lemon cake. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe it you. was a diamond encrusted cake. Ooh. No, it's just a normal lemon drizzle cake. It tells you all you need to know about the society that we live in currently. Mm, so yeah. we're going to finish that for this week. I am at Nova <laughs> underscore 47, but 
I'm playing narrative based games, so you don't want to play with me. Ooh, which narrative based games are you? Metro Exodus again. Oh, okay. That's more of a. I, uh, do you think a, do you think a <laughs> seven year old Intel integrated card can play the first Metro? Yeah. Why I not? Sure it can. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I played that and I was like, look at all these demon dogs look running at my train. Well. Oh, that's mm. one of the things about Metro Exodus. Just the level of detail is absurd. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it looks very, very pretty. Mm. All those, um, I never played either of all those looks... Eastern European developers know how to like make pretty games. I don't yeah, know. They do. They do. Like just pedigree over there. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so if... oh. go ahead. I don't remember. Uh, what I, was well, I, I was going to round us out and say if you want to play something absolutely fantastic graphically, there you go. A good selection of developers mm, over Eastern Europe. Go play um that game made by Crytek a million years ago. Crisis. <laughs> Crisis. Yeah, Crisis. It'll still probably blow up your PC. Crisis three looks yeah. fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So for another week we've been saying bye. Bye. Ciao. That's very sensual. Yeah.